0: Oh, and if this was my idea, you guys would have been like, oh, why would you need that? But it's so simple. It's like, (laughs) let me help them index their site. It's sweet. And it's not like Google where it looks ugly and you're indexing your site with Google and then everything says, you know, indexed by Google and blah, blah, blah. It just looks nice.
1: Yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. Just for the record. (laughs) For the record. All right, fine. The The next multi-million dollar product idea you have will actually do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome to Developers Hangout, a podcast for developers by developers, a place where we get together as often as possible and discuss a wide range of topics from the books we're reading to the latest news and commentary on other tech podcasts. I am Nathan Kirschbaum and joining me is... Uh, Hey, I'm Alan Utili, uh, a former developer. Now I just go to meetings all day. Uh, And just a quick reminder, this episode is sponsored by PHP Architect. Uh, PHP Architect has been published continuously since 2002. The magazine is the only technical journal dedicated exclusively to the PHP world. You can check them out on phparch.com. They've got all kinds of stuff, news, uh, trainings, conferences, lots of stuff. Uh, In fact, a couple of things we're going to mention a little later here in the news and other happenings. Um, are from their latest release, some really, some killer stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so Al, former developer Al. (laughs) Yeah. Another meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I know how this is, yeah, this isn't totally a meeting.
0: (laughs) Um, but like we were talking about earlier, yeah, it's been a busy, uh, week. So all that stuff, but it will phase out eventually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So cool. yeah, the, the first news article, uh, leveling up what's coming in PHP seven, uh, you posted this one.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think we mentioned something about this, a, I don't know, about a month ago, um, about PHP seven. And of course it's coming yeah. up really soon. I think, uh, we're within like two weeks now. Um, and it's got some awesome features. I think what we featured before was, um, a Laracasts episode that just kind of actually walks you through, uh, some of them and shows you, which was really cool. Um, but I actually, I got my, my magazine uh, the first of the month that PHPR comes yeah. out, and I got that and started looking through it. Um, and it's, you know, so this is called leveling up what's coming in PHP seven. And, yeah. um, there was some really, there was some really cool stuff that I didn't get out of the videos. Um, one thing in particular was just a bit of a discussion about the history of it. So some of you might be wondering like, why are we jumping from five oh, yeah. to seven? Right. Um, so there was just a little bit of information about that was, which was, and you know, some resources if you wanted to find out more, cause as most things, it's kind of a, A political and complicated thing to discuss, Uh, but it was interesting. And then uh, more, more interesting was kind of a a deeper discussion into what is being deprecated, right? So there are certain things that you shouldn't be doing anymore, and you should, as a developer, you should know about that. Especially those of us who are maintaining kind of um, applications that are, you know, a few years older and maybe aren't up to the latest standards. there's some things that, as you're writing your code, you can do to make it so that when it is time to upgrade to PHP 7, you're gonna have a little better experience, you know, a better experience doing that. Um, you know, and then there was just kind of a, a paragraph size walkthrough of each of the like hottest things. Yeah. Um, you know, some some things coming to us that are, um, you know, other languages have had uh, for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, just cool stuff. No, it's good. Can't, I'm
0: looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, another PHP 7 notice uh homestead. Uh so that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh Laravel news has a nice um a nice kind of little intro on what you can do there and um it seems pre- I haven't done it yet. I don't know if you've installed it, but it seems pretty simple if you want to if you want to start experimenting with PHP 7. For the speed reasons and, and any type of features we
0: might be missing, but mostly yeah. speed, I would think, right? Yeah.
1: For those who don't know, speed awesome. is twice as fast. Yeah. Uh, and I think throughput is three times as fast. I um, might do that on uh, the recent project I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this could be a really game changer. I mean, we've been seeing a lot. We've been seeing a lot of awesome things coming out of PHP lately, um, specifically in the way that you know cuz i mean php's been around a long time but the, the 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 development over the last few years has really made it so that a diverse range of projects and people using php can actually come together and collaborate on things and it's just sparked like an an incredible like blossoming really yeah. um and this is really i think a big next step i mean um yeah. This is going to make this speed enhancement is going to make PHP really competitive with some uh, some of the other languages and tools out there.
0: Still, it will never be respected. Well, we'll see. It won't. Uh, Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. Um, Let's see. I think you put this one in here. Dissecting the far format. Yeah.
0: Another article in PHP Arc. um, This is uh, about the far format, which is how we can deal with things like Composer in PHP Unit. I think PHP Unit. But definitely Composer, Envoy, uh, and other tools we sometimes just download and use. Um, it's just basically a self-contained uh, application uh, in PHP. Um, so it's just something to think about as we build things. I think we used it in one of our recent um, uh, AWS building scripts. Uh, it's a FAR, a self-contained uh, you know application to build out our websites.
1: That's really cool. I think FAR actually stands for PHP Archive. Uh, an archive file. Now, I'll have to read it. I haven't read this one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's just a good reminder of the tools there. Yeah. Um, So actually, another thing I wanted to bring up... um, So, Al, you've... For the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, you've been working on kind of a little project uh, with a a WordPress developer... Um, I think it's called Laravel from zero to deploy and what, actually yeah. just tell us a little bit about this. We'll include the link, but I'm just curious, like what, yeah. uh, what, why did you get into this and what, what is it? Cause I'm stupid. <laughs>
0: uh, you never realize how big
1: these things are until you start them. So
0: basically, uh, my thought was, um, you know, zero to deploy, basically walking a developer through it, who is experienced with WordPress. And then the next one, I'll take a Drupal developer along, uh, just so they can get a sense of how to do this with Laravel. And a couple of reasons for this is because when I learned Ruby on Rails, uh, there was a great, great website that went down all the things you can imagine ever doing day to day with coding and programming in Rails. And that walkthrough was really nice. Uh, And the other thing is that, um, you know, you have these training show uh, videos, but sometimes the trainer forgets the things because uh, he or she just knows them too well. Mm -hmm. And so by having someone else along with on the ride that doesn't know these things, then they can stop you and say, what do
1: you mean? You know, what is this? Right. So, right. yeah. So, you guys have like what, two videos out at this point?
0: Yep, yeah, two videos. We have a few more to go as we just zero to deploy from scratch to uh, forge auto deployments, everything.
1: Wow. So. That's really great. Um, yeah. And I think there's been some really good feedback already um, yeah, in the community. Yeah. It's so. getting a lot of traffic. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. I mean, you've done a couple of. Um, I mean this is actually perfect for for you to be doing uh i'm glad you thought about it you you've done a couple uh, presentations at conferences right, right. um which i think kind of gave you some good insight into into that and i think um this is just some, this is a cool idea um and i think actually this will probably play into some of your uh upcoming conferences as well um in, yeah. in your opportunities to um yeah. you know kind of perfect and hone uh, this this kind of uh resource. It's cool. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's it's a lot of work, and <laughs> bet. Uh, um, so uh, another thing I just wanted to bring up, and this actually kind of plays. So this is kind of next topic, but this play, this actually is going to play into. Um, what we're going to discuss as our main topic in a little bit. Um, but I just brought it up actually, because we, as a team, and actually it's a larger team, a team that's growing, I think there's about eight of us now. Um, and we're, we're, you know, we're supporting I guess it's four going on five applications and, um, there's, um, you know, there's, there's this. Uh, we, we always, and these applications have lots of microservices and third-party services, you know, microservices that we build or services that we build and third-party services. So um, it comes up a lot. Like, what do you do about um, mocking these services? Um, and we've gone back and forth on, we, we mock them, we don't mock them, we do yeah. integration tests. Um, and I just wanted to put this resource in here because Laricast came out in the last couple of days uh, with a video called, uh, you know, t- uh, to mock external services, that is the question, right? Um, and he goes through, it's about a 20 minute video, it's nice, it's, um, yeah. he goes through some of that, and some of the reasons you should, and, or you shouldn't. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are always use cases where you do or you don't. But I think um, the general rule is, um, you know, you don't, you, you only mock what you own, Right, so so, which is interesting. So so, it's that means like if the if the um or I guess the saying is don't mock what you do not own. Um, and so that that's interesting in the sense that, and that's probably worth deeper discussion than what we have time for now. But um, it's yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and then for things that you don't own, you can write um, you know, integration tests uh that that actually hit the service. And why not? And he used um. Yeah, he used uh, uh, what was it, Stripe, as an example. Well,
0: a lot of the good services like Stripe have a testing API, so you can hit it without, um, you know, costing money because you're hitting API limits or things like that. Right. Uh, So yeah, it makes sense. Totally. Yeah, it's great when they have that. We're using one company that just doesn't seem to have that. They charge a lot of money to use their API.
1: Right. So it's a bummer. Uh, That's a good point. And then in that case, you're working on. Mocking it, but in a way where it doesn't become out of date, I guess.
0: Which is impossible.
1: Yeah. So,
0: uh, but yeah, no, it's a good, good video. I, I'm, uh, it looks like a good video. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Uh, um, so the next one is a moon or immune automation detection protection uh, against security uh, vulnerabilities. I'm I'm just kind of obsessed, obsessed with this in the back of my mind of like how to uh, build one of these that are very specific to uh, PHP and Laravel. So here's another one out there to help. Um, track this type of, um, of uh, some of them are just basic low hanging fruit that we can keep an eye on. And some of them are, you know, uh, I, I kind of was thinking of the, um um, basically, I forget the exact word, but A and N where you're doing artificial neural networks where mm-hmm. you can bring in data and, and kind of respond to it and grow and learn from it. So like yeah. these type of things. Uh, so it's, it, you know, just another service out there yeah. trying to do this. Another thought.
1: Yeah. So this is a software as a service product. Yeah. Um,
0: so one day I'll make it. Or you know we'll make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. let's see. Uh, yeah. This this next one you put there that's pretty killer. Socialite. Providers. Yeah.
1: You know I was like <clears throat> I was I was I had this kind of SAS idea myself that I've just been toying with every time I get a half hour an hour somewhere to like you know I just I'm just like playing with concepts and stuff and so one of yeah. the things I needed to do was uh, implement a, a provider for uh, kind of single sign-on type stuff that. Uh, wasn't part of the base package of Socialite. You know, Socialite yeah. covers, like, your Twitter and your GitHub and all that. Um, but I was really surprised to find... I mean, there. Are, I bet there's over a 100. I mean, you know, constant... Con- so these are these are basically, like, almost plug-and-play scenarios for Socialite yeah. where, you know, if you wanted to do MailChimp or Mixcloud or Pushbullet... Dropbox. Or, yeah, Dropbox, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so not much more to say than that, other than it's a really you know, killer resource. Yeah. I don't
0: see Google. I see Google plus Does Google come built into social. I, I forget. I, I think, think it, it does, but okay. maybe it doesn't.
1: Cool. Maybe it doesn't. I haven't, I actually haven't done that integration yet. You might be right. Um, all right. Uh, so I think you put this one here, PHP, RFC yeah. functions.
0: Yeah. It seems a lot of people are liking this one. Uh, I thought it looked interesting. Uh, I think it's a good example where I don't always use these, so I don't really notice it much in my day to day, but yeah,
1: We'll include the link, but I and I actually haven't had a look at this. What it, can you? Are you able to describe, or is it too technical? Uh, just a
0: different syntax on writing closures, and, and ah. one that like Taylor Otwell and others seem to really be looking forward to. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I think in our day to day, I don't really deal a ton with closures, besides the ones that are part of the framework. Uh-huh.
1: Right. Um, but, uh huh. Right.
0: But I don't find myself needing them as much. Right. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just something I'm not. I'm missing. Right. Know? Right. All right. Uh, GitHub accounts can now be protected with Universal Second Factor Auth. So you can actually get these hardware devices to protect your login. Oh. So that is nice. That is um, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, there, we'll link to that. Uh, something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to stop saying for sure, by the way. I actually had my brother who is not, a, he, he's not, he's not, um, he's technical, but he's not like that's not his day job. Um, yeah. And, uh, he so he started listening to our podcast, and then he, I think he probably popped around to another a couple other developers podcasts, and um, he's like, "Why do all you developers say for sure?" It's like you know, I like, he's like, "Is that a developer thing?" And I was like, oh, that's a good point." Because I was listening to some other podcasts, and like everyone's like, "For sure, for sure." It's a funny. Yeah. It's just a funny thing to say. So I think I'm going to try to stop. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> um. So <clears throat> yeah. So let's see. We've got um. One more article. Yeah. Yeah. So how to build helpful search for technical documentation. Um, yeah. I think this is the
0: company that Laravel Docs uses to search its docs. Um, and they just talk about how to
1: do that, uh, how they go about doing it, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, when I first saw that, I was actually, I'm always a little bit like skeptical of using um, third, far, par, third party services. Yeah. I know. Um, but I it actually is- use that thing all the time and it's super helpful.
0: Well, oh, and if this was my idea, you guys would have been like, oh, why would you need that? But it's so simple. <laughs> it's like, let me help them index their site. Yeah. And it, it's sweet. And it's not like Google where it looks ugly and you're indexing your site with Google and then everything says, you know, index by Google and right. blah, blah, blah. It just looks nice.
1: Yeah. No, so. I use it all the time. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> all right. just, to, just for the record <laughs> for the record alright fine the next the next multi-million dollar product idea you have will actually do yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> alright so you actually put a book in latest I readings know, this is impressive yeah so I got I, I just needed a break from um, from all the technical stuff I was reading so I actually um, so there's a guy David Allen who I'm sure a lot of folks have heard of he's I mean this is like nothing new I think he published this years ago but um this is a se- actually his second book, I think. Um, he, what he's most famous for is uh, uh, books, GTD. book series called Getting or Things DVD. Done. Yeah, you, you can get it on um, audio as well, called "Getting Things Done," yeah. and um, it, it was a- it's actually a game changer, I think, for a lot of folks. And um, yeah. and actually, there's a whole application suite, OmniFocus, <laughs> basically that yeah. spun out of and is and is focused around his strategy that he put together on kind of like how, how really, um, productive people get things done. And I, so I've, I've read that a couple times. It's, it's a killer book, but I wanted to check out, um, I actually just had this laying around the house. I got it a few years ago and hadn't read it. Um, it's called Ready for Anything by David Allen. And it's just, uh, 52 pr- productivity principles for work and life. So I've included a link there. Um, and I've only got about a chapter in, but I'll, provide it i'll provide another update uh during the next podcast and it's you know it's looking to be good so far just kind of like almost you know kind of just focusing on on strategies and best practices for your for your life and your organization that are going to make you sleep better at night and be more relaxed about all your responsibilities uh and things like that so yeah, there's even an audible version yeah yeah absolutely
0: which is very nice actually
1: so like more on um,
0: that yeah yeah no maybe i'll check out the audible version um yeah sometimes uh i i think about a business idea of audible books that are uh reading our coding books because there's so many good ones you know right um but it'd be nice to have them just read to me as i just work during the day on stuff that might be not so needing so much focus right but no this looks good um and it's good stuff to just ha- have these things, uh, these skills to how to deal with incoming stuff. Otherwise, it can get overwhelming or, or not done. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So in terms of our main topic, um, do you want to set us up for that? What are we covering this week? So uh, Adam
0: Wathen, uh had a, uh, he did this at the on EU, but he also did this for a small group of people where he's just talking about TDD, the good parts uh in the video um is him talking to that small group of people and going over uh you know how did how how all of this stuff is changing for him as he's been in the industry um going from taking it way too serious and, and getting bogged down in those frustrations and to the point where now he sees like maybe there's a balance in in how to deal with it mm-hmm. so yeah it was a really yeah, uh, you know, I figured it'd be another good one for us to just look at and discuss.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious. I, I think it's great to, I think it's great. And I've got some ideas that would be fun to share. Um, before we dive too deep though, like, so this is interesting. And I think it's actually a, um, the timing on this really couldn't be better because as a team, we've kind of, we've been trying to be as serious as we can about test driven development from the beginning. Um, but at least from my perspective, uh, it's just been hard it's been hard uh, so i wonder yeah. you know like i don't know if you feel the same way Al, but maybe you you know maybe we want to talk for a minute or two about like um what the problems or challenges are you know
0: yeah i mean um uh i i don't uh let's see so tdd uh the idea of testing everything um uh, before you even write it um i don't know if it's that's feasible inside of the place we work i think you'd have to work at a company where that's their mantra uh so in our situation we would probably extend our budget quite a bit and then you'd have to wonder the value of it right um i think ken beck beck was the one who coined tdd but even he you know has some quotes saying you know test enough that you feel you know comfortable that things are working right right so you know, I think even he, maybe in the latter years, or who knows when, just came to a point where you know, you don't have to have a hundred percent coverage, and a hundred percent coverage doesn't mean everything's cool, you know. Right. So I think for us, it it comes down more to using it to cover some uh, possible t- difficult areas, whether it's a, a function or integration, um, and so that seems right. to be the the good place for us to still do it, but at the same time get get our work done, right.
1: Yeah, and I think the other so adding to that I think, you know, we've seen kind of like uh one of the downsides of TDD which which um you know, he definitely gets into in this talk um Adam yeah. Wathan. Um yeah. and but we've experienced firsthand and just haven't really put the, you know, words to it the the way that Adam does um yeah. is that it, we're actually making our code more complex and less easy, less readable, less easy to use, and honestly just less fun to work with for the sole purpose of making things testable. Testable. Yeah. Uh, And
0: And, and those are the three points. Your code should be easy to change, easy to read and enjoyable to
1: use. Right. And so I guess, you know, like, you know, so the, 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 the the challenge, right. Is figuring out like, what's the balance there. Um, Because as you know, As Adam points out, uh, those three things that you just mentioned, Al, are kind of opposite things, right, in some ways. Like, you get pulled in different directions. Like, writing code that is easy to test might not be easy to understand. And writing code that is easy to understand might not be easy to change. Um, So you kind of have to, like um, it's, 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 I, you know, it's it's so funny. We've been talking about all this stuff lately and it it all really strings together quite nicely. Start starting honestly with, um, a couple episodes back, we, we talked about how, you know, looking at ourselves as engineers instead of software writers, instead of a more, um, instead of a more kind of, um, thought, oriented as opposed to yeah. procedural oriented or i guess i guess i guess the way would it be the way it would look at it is kind of like a liberal arts approach to things like you know we yeah. we are approaching what we do instead of as kind of like engineers and math people and and scientists computer more, scientists right computer yeah. scientists um we're more like uh, you know, uh, English teachers or, li- or literary, yeah. you know, like where things are not, you know, things aren't written in stone and you can interpret things in a lot of different ways. And I think that this, um, this goes right into that thread of thinking, that line of thinking, um, you know, which is that testing isn't, like there's no set of rules you're going to follow that are going to give you perfect tests. There's this idea of a perfect test is... Um, is kind of an illusion it's like there's more than one truth So what's perfect to al is not going to be perfect to me in terms of what it's going to be covered now of course we can we can try to be on the same page and as we work together as a team like have certain goals that we work towards um but there's not there's not like a simple pattern or a simple procedure you can follow where like if you follow this playbook you will have testable code and you never have to worry um yeah. And it's going to be easy to change, and you're not going to have yeah. problems in production. Uh, so I, I think it, you need, you know, like I think part of this process and part of what Adam's trying to say is kind of, you know, TDD is useful. Uh, y- you know, it should be part of your re- repertoire, but it's not everything. And um, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you just got to consider like where you want to focus and what trade offs you want to uh, make. Yeah, I mean,
0: again, it's uh, you know TDD strictly speaking is 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 to take every bit of code and and, and as you write it, make it fail, and then get it you know red uh, green uh, then refactor. So to some degree, it's it's a no go, and and we're just I'm I'm suggesting based on this, honestly, you focus more on these things, and then in doing these things, you you leverage testing PHP unit testing for either uh i say I say integration testing has more payoff than unit testing for most of our work. Mm-hmm. You leverage that to um you know give yourself a certain level of confidence that something didn't break along the way right um and and then you know save uh and and feel free to to do the things uh like using the database um and so forth but also when you're writing these tests as he talks about to build the state of the application inside the test instead of, instead of faking yourself out by not using real, right. uh, you know, collaborators. Right. I and mean, your, your tests are passing, but it means nothing. Which, yeah. again, um, DHH mentioned in that talk we, we uh, talked about last time where it actually got Basecamp because all their tests were passing, but it was such a, uh, the, the test was so much focused on isolation that they, they forgot that, you know, something was really broken. Right. Uh, outside of it, and and it didn't catch it.
1: Yeah, and uh, Adam shows uh, you know how that that can how that can happen so easily. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. you know I can't tell you how much time I spent. <clears throat> you know, I don't know six six or eight months ago, like trying to make sure everything was properly mocked, and yeah. uh, you know, trying to you know, quote yeah. unquote, properly mock some of these things. You know, and we're not working well, with like the simplest things in the world. Um, so so you know, you I've ended up with test scenarios where there's like. You know, thirty lines of code. You yeah. know, when you got thirty lines in your test, in your in your in your PHP unit test, where you know you're having to set, you know, you've, you've got eight mock objects, and you're tra- each one yeah. of them, you're trying to like define what should be called and what that's going to pass back, and all this stuff. Um, and okay, you can do it all, sure. Is it yeah. like it's kind of hard to do, or it's at least not, it's not? I don't know if it's hard, but it's definitely not enjoyable. So you do you do it, but then what do you get at the end? Well, you just mocked a bunch of stuff that. You know, could break, could the, yeah. And, it, and it, yeah. It's, it's, you know, and like the perfect example I thought was just like, take a simple model, take something like a user object. Right. And, and, you know, you don't want to hit the database. So you mock it. Um, and, yeah. you know, for you for what reason? Right. So. And, and you mock a class, to just give you back uh, a specific answer. But in the meantime, something else in that user yeah. object changes and breaks and you're never going to know it because you yeah. mocked the response. Uh, and this is an yeah. example of what you were just saying, Al. Which is, you know, in that scenario, especially with the tools we have now. Yeah, uh, so good. Why do it? I mean, we can, we can, we can use um, MySQL rollbacks and see data. Yeah. You know, uh, the factor, factories. factories straight from the. Um, straight from our PHP unit tests. So you can create things, you can use them, modify them, test them. And it does, you still,
0: you still have that moment where you have to within that particular unit test method, you have to build the world. But you know, at least, you know, it's, it's real. Right. And it's not just, not that mocking's bad, but it's more real and more likely to, 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 to fail when that particular thing you're talking to changes.
1: Right, and it's certainly less complicated. You might have to partially. I mean, basically, you're
0: you're not building an application and a testing application at the same time. You're just building the application and talking to it. Right. For what reason we did it before were we're many, but you know, trying to focus on isolation, trying to focus on these things. But even when we finished the Pouter book, uh, uh, you know, um, practical object oriented uh, development in Ruby, um, we were both left with that question, like. What, where, how do you know, uh, that your tests are really, um, real, right. You know, and we both didn't have an answer. And I think this is an interesting answer. You avoid you, uh, mocking so much and you, right. and you start to focus on, right. um, that and, and maybe like back to mocking, that's when you start, uh, well, I wouldn't even go there, but anyways, yeah. So building the world right in that method so that you can really talk to the particular objects for real.
1: Mm -hmm. Where were we about to go there? I'm curious.
0: Well, just, you know, (laughs) where does mocking come in? Well, mocking could be, um, you know, sometimes when you're talking to external services that do not have a testable API because they still are charging you for every API request, you could mock the particular responses from Mm -hmm. that service Mm -hmm. by uh, injecting a, a mocked service provider. Yeah. But you know, at that point, you know it's it's not ideal. But sometimes at that point, you have to because uh, it costs money
1: to hit services. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know, it so. might be cool there. This is just thought off the top of my head. There's probably something flawed with it. But um, it actually reminds me of a tool we used to use in the past, like uh, VCR. I think it was called that kind of captures yeah, right. your HTTP requests, that a good one. right? Yeah. Um And that, there's some downfalls to that. I won't get into it right now. But that um, nice. But uh, what could so if you're already mocking it based on based on data that you've got, you know, so you need to mock a service because of API limitations or, or costs. Um, one potential idea would be to, uh, include some code that refreshes that mock on, on a daily basis. So, so you, so you're only hitting the API once a day to get a fresh, a fresh, uh, set of data to work with. And then the rest of the day for all your builds, you just mock, you know, that's a good idea. So Um, his points though, easy to change, uh, I
0: think if you make it easy to read and you use some of these examples of like, you know, why not just talk to the facade redirect? Why, why, you know, extract all of this out. Mm-hmm. I think easy to change and, and easy to read, you know, if you focus more on making it easy to read, then you'll know because it's like the third time you're right. using it, that it has to be changed. Right. And therefore it's going to be easy to change. Yeah. Those two uh, things I think win the day. Uh, Well, and they lead to to enjoyable-to-use, right? right? Uh, I find some of our older code hard because it's like, my idea was, hey, use a repository, use a service, use a everything. Everything's, by, yeah. everything's yeah. got an
1: interface. Everything's got a yeah. contract.
0: Yeah. By the time you're done, you're like, oh, that was like 20 classes later that I had to dig around just to find the same thing.
1: Yeah. I so. really like what you said to me. Uh, I think la- la- end of last week, um, which is just you know, uh, and it's not the first time I heard this, but it's really it's really good stuff. Like you know, we need we do that stuff when we need it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, like the repository pattern, sure, it makes sense. There's times to do it for sure, but you know, don't we don't need to be anticipating that kind of thing? Like we can just when we need it, we do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: totally. It's funny all the times I've over anticipated, I just even forgot I even had that thing somewhere else. So you put all these things somewhere else to use, and you even forget they're there. Like in the end, just you know, do it when you need it. In in. You know, like one of the code smells, like, oh, I need this controller to be injected into my controller because I need that thing. And, then, and right. that's the code smell. At that yeah. moment, you need right. to extract this stuff. And, and
1: then you make decisions. Right. You, know? you know, the other thing I've noticed is as we've been bringing team members on and whatnot, yep. um, keeping it simple like that also makes getting help easier and bringing new team members yeah. on easier, right? So, like, to try to t- – even – like yeah, yeah. so, you know, we're not hiring – newbies here we, we've like we're we're hiring people who have like experience experience if not with php with other like serious experience yeah. with other programming languages um and most often serious experience with php um and it's even with people who have who who are you know awesome drupal developers or you know aw- you know they were they've done java for eight years or whatever it yeah. is yeah. um it's really hard to like get them in here and be like, "Oh, like, you know, okay, well, you know, not only are we going to be using the ORM and like all these Laravel back pra- best practices, so, you know, yeah. go go watch Laracasts for 2 days and come back. Like, but not only that, are but now we're also going to like implement all of these patterns which each yeah. have their own unique this that and the other thing. And so kind of that transfer of knowledge and bringing up other team members becomes uh extremely difficult. Um, or yeah. more challenging than it needs to be.
0: Well, um, now we can point to the Laravel docs. I mean, that's the, the right. motto right now is right. if it's in the docs, that's how we do it. If right. it's not there, then we either add it to the docs. I had one of our team members do a pull request. Yeah. Cause something wasn't there that should have been or could have been. And when he did it, it was fixed. And, and that's the great thing about, you know, this stuff is we can participate. Right. Uh, and so now we have a like source of truth for all the team members. Right.
1: Um, um so yeah really interesting talk um yeah adam you know, and he's
0: doing a good job uh you know and it's cool because he's going up there saying this stuff is difficult and it's it's sometimes hard to admit that you know yeah
1: yeah and i don't know if it's just like where i'm at in my like in the in the programming lifestyle or whatever but i really enjoy like he has a way so i've watched oh, m- yeah, a number right. I've, I've seen him live and i've also watched a number of his presentations and he has a way of like doing live coding or presenting code like yeah. uh, so 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 like i like i it's funny because I love watching videos of code, but like i, I often like if I'm watching it um live That's such or, like a geeky I often thing to say. F- I often fall asleep <laughs> like it like you know it's like yeah. I've, I've sat in other people's uh uh, sh- uh you know presentations you know? and it's just like oh like that we're gonna drudge through this code like i'm more of a, sometimes I'm more of a hands on person um but he, yeah. but he's got a really nice way of of presenting code and and talking through scenarios and um it's just really nice. Yeah. Well maybe we'll do that video one time. Yeah, yeah, we can. Um so one you know one takeaway message for me or just a thought I guess is like I'm just curious like <clears throat> you know how how we um you know so because this isn't kind of a a recipe that we follow. Um it's more of a science. Uh, or, or it's more, or it's not some of a science. It's more of a, um, uh, well, it is more of a science. It's kind of like a, it's, there's not one single testing truth. There's just kind of like goals that we try to achieve. My, my, my question or my thought, my, like the thought that this leaves me with is like, you know, as a, as a kind of a, a diverse team that works on numerous projects, um, You know how do we how do we work together and how do we focus on this in a way where together we can all feel more confident about our code because I I think you know you brought this up early on but I think the end result is like the whole purpose of TDD. I mean there's there's kind of two for me but the main one is you want to you want to be able to refactor with with reckless abandon like essentially you want to be able to like go in and destroy a class and and know that like at the end of the day when you push that up to production. Yeah. Things aren't going to come to a screeching halt or well, you're going to get a phone there's call. There's a night. good example.
0: I mean, you know, write your test, yeah, you know, right? like, hey, I'm going to go change this. This is the controller. This is the route. This is the view. I'm going to use PHP integration test, which comes at Laravel in a nice way to just test the view. Yeah. So now I'm going to go change this and that view better keep working. Yeah
1: um so we'll report back a little i'm i'm curious to see how it's going to work as we try to as we try to like implement some some kind of philosophy yeah this kind of philosophy across our team um especially because like you know we we kind of are all all of us are focused on different things it's not like we're all focused on the same code base all the time talking every day so so it'll be interesting um but uh yeah i'm excited and i think this is this is great um great stuff
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, The topics these people are touching on, Adam and and all these people. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think that covers that. Um, Let's see. So uh, just a reminder, um, just uh, make sure to visit us on iTunes and write down a rating. Uh, We also have our website, developershangout.io. And uh, go there. You could uh, comment there. Uh, and you could uh, retweet from there and so forth. All these things help with us to get a sense of our, you know, how things are going. And comments are great. Uh, if you can get those, uh, time for those, it, it's it's helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, and thanks again to our sponsor, PHP Architect. That's phparch.com. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Until next time.